hey, my laugh sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) But only when I'm, like, really laughing. If I'm, like, fake laughing, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. So I uh, I listened to the first episode of Adventure Zone today. Adventure Zone. Yeah, it was a little painful at first. Yep. While they're going through all the rules and trying to explain stuff, they mm. lost me for a while. But then once it got into the, to the story, it actually started getting really good. And it gets so much better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I yeah. re-listened to some of the first episodes recently with someone that I was showing it to. And uh, it is amazing. Like I was like... I still enjoy this, but it gets so very much better. Even probably within like five episodes, it's like double the quality. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool show. And even I was so curious about where the story was going that I'm on Glass Shark episode for MBMBAM, which is mm-hmm. an episode I've been looking forward to for 214 episodes right. now. And instead of listening to that, when I knew it was next, wow. I went and listened to the next Adventure Zone. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah, I mean, I think it like it plays to my video gaming sensibilities oh, yeah. and like enjoyment of fantasy worlds and stuff like that. And the stories, oh man, the stories get real good. Oh, I, I can't wait. I love the Gerblins. The Gerblins are great. <laughs> I think the next one is uh, it's it's kind of like a murder mystery. Oh. But I mean, it's it's all in the same universe. It's all fantasy. It's all Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah. but they all have like different themes. I won't I won't give away too many. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the next one is the uh, murder mystery one. Cool. It's really, really. Does Griffin stay as the DM, or does that change? Yeah, he's the DM for 69 episodes. Wow. Nice. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> they that's from them. <laughs> Listen, that's gross. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, uh, they. Uh, Roof, roof, roof. Rough start, huh? Rough start. <laughs> Hi, JP. Hey, Steve. <laughs> uh, oh. This is point by point. A weekly conversation Between where we... Steve Carroll. Oh. Yep. Oh, no. I screwed it up again. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, the, that's an, uh, that was my yeah. real laugh. <laughs> like a bat is being attacked uh, by a giant tarantula or something. All right. So this is point by point. A weekly conversation between Steve Carroll and J.P. Camara, where we consider less questions, <laughs> something, 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 and spoil a movie. Sometimes. Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah. If not a podcast. If but, not. Uh, yeah. So, um, big, big news on the podcasting front big this news. this week, Yeah. which, if you're listening to this, will probably be three weeks ago. Yep. We finally set up. Uh, our all our podcast hosting infrastructure and website for uh, our podcast and got all that stuff out of the way and now yeah. we're just we're ready we're on the internet we're going we're on um, the internet yeah we had if you're wondering how you're listening yeah yeah exactly but we we uh, initially sort of bootstrapped this thing just doing whatever we could at like you know we found a hosting provider at a cheap price where we could like record through their service and. We quickly outgrew that mm-hmm. um, as we moved to more advanced tools, and then, you know, it became pretty clear that instead of rolling everything ourselves, it'd probably be a good idea to to do some sort of hosting provider um, that was really focused on podcasts. Um, so we we finally found one, and they've been great. So I, I, one of our our topics today that I wanted to talk about was um, basically about commitment. So I, I think like there's some things that are easy for us to jump ship on, you know, we can, we can recognize, you know, when things are not going super well or when we've quickly outgrown them Mm. and and we can move on to the next thing. But then there's other things that for better or for worse, 
uh, we stick around on, even if they're not going well, or even if they're going really well, um, yeah. we stick around. Or sometimes, on the opposite side of that, we leave really good things and end up going to something worse, mm. um, and are left sort of scratching our heads and wondering why. I feel like I wish I had a notepad, because I need to just like <laughs> mind map all the things you just said. <laughs> But I trust you to remember them. Yeah. There's there's this commitment matrix. You yeah. See? And in the commitment matrix, you might think it's just zeros and ones, but really you just see it's redhead, like, blonde, brunette. And <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, at least if you're going to talk about the matrix, shouldn't it be like <laughs> raining like Chinese and Japanese symbols and stuff? Yeah. Uh, Redheads and brunettes. That's, that's blonde, brunette, redhead. It's a quote from the movie The Matrix. Is it? Yes. Oh, man. With Keanu Reeves, so cool. where he battles agents and ultimately defeats a computer based system and wins. And then at the we very end it, of the everybody. final movie, he's sacrificed to the system. And so it can go on and. You didn't talk about the giant, like, epic anime battle that he does right at the end. Oh, Basically, he, it's like an episode yeah, of Dragon Ball Z. he jumps into Agent Smith's body and defeats him. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we, he becomes one with his code. And then the next two movies are staged up, basically. So, like, Agent Smith now has Neo's powers. And, like, oh, just like John Wick, he can go and basically just kick the crap out of anybody. That's true. John Wick is, like, the <clears throat> Neo of violent hitmen. Yeah. Did you yeah. see John Wick? I saw John Wick 1 and 2, yeah. How fun are those movies? I love those movies <laughs> deeply. I mean, they're, they're about as violent as you can get. Well, that's not true. But the second one's like crazy violent. You saw it, right? No. John Wick. Oh, you didn't see John Wick No, too? I haven't. But you feel free to... I'm not going to yeah. spoil it or anything, but because that, that one I can't spoil. It's, plus, it's like what, the plot's not that deep. <laughs> what would I even be spoiling? He kills a lot of people constantly. Um he kills so many people in so very many ways in John Wick 2. <laughs> it's crazy. And he also, it feels a little less, like a little less justified in John Wick 2. Mm. The first one felt very like... They killed his dog. They killed his... Yeah, right? I know, which is so... I almost love that as a premise to a movie because it's just like, it's not like they killed his wife or like like some, he's fighting for somebody he loves. It's like, you killed my dog and I'm like the best hitman. What else am I going to do in this situation? Yeah. I'm just going to kill you all. Like... And you killed my any, you know, you killed his dog, and it was his wife's dog or whatever. But it's a, I mean, like it's kind of an awesome premise because he, it's not that justified to kill a bunch of human beings just because the, they killed. In the dog. second movie, do they steal his iPhone that he uses to watch the videos <laughs> right. of his dead wife? They steal his iPhone, they smash it. They're like, "Yeah, John Wick, you didn't pay the ninety nine cents to upgrade your iCloud. Now it's gone." And I mean, then he just goes on a killing spree. <laughs> he goes on a killing spree of all the higher ups at, at Apple. Yeah. Um, and so they, they're vastly, uh, inferior to him and they just die really quickly. It's like a 14 minute movie. Yeah. I'm amazed that he was able to kill Siri the way he did. That's true. <laughs> he strangled her zeros and ones. Oh, oh. God. It sounds so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you, you almost made me spoil something about John Wick too. And I didn't, <laughs> but you almost made me do it by accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, but John Wick two is great. And uh, he's very committed. And how did we get here? Well, we got here. We talked about the, the commitment matrix. Commitment matrix. Yes. That's right. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is actually a really cool guy. Yeah. Have you ever read any stuff about him? I, I have. Uh, and he had kind of a tragic life. Yeah. He had a lot of people die in his life. Like, they were close to him. And he, like, donates anyway. tons of his money from his movies. And mm -hmm. he's just kind of like a normal dude. Excellent. And he's not a great actor. But he's so great what? as a person. 
that's the only bummer. It's like when you find out like an actor or actress is like this awesome person and, and you like like them a lot more and you just you, you, but it doesn't make them good. Right. <laughs> but it makes them good at the things they do well. Yeah, I I guess and that's the thing too about like actors that you you loved and then you found out they do something bad. I know. Like I th- oh, that guy's actually a jerk. Like Tim Allen or Bill Cosby. Yeah, those two Bob Saget. <laughs> these three great people that influenced my life a lot. Yeah, apparently Tim Allen's like, I think he's like really racist or something. Mm. I don't know. That stinks. Yeah, Bill Cosby's obviously a monster. Yeah. Mel Gibson. The Cosby not... thing just makes me so sad, though. Like so sad. I quite grew up. I mean, up I feel like for the people he did like, it too. I didn't really grow up on Bill Cosby uh, that much. I loved it, and yeah. I mean, like I don't know. I. It's like dude, stand up yeah. dude. And... No, yeah, it'd be a bummer. All bad I... news, right? Yeah. It's like when uh, you know somebody influenced you and they die. Actually, it's almost, it's way it's almost worse than them dying because it just turns out that they were a bad person all along. Would you uh, would you still be willing to stand behind someone based on their like artistic value that committed an atrocity? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, not as a person. I mm. I guess. I, oh man, wow, that's a really hard question. Because like the Cosby Show and like Bill Cosby himself, like his like records still. Yeah. They still hold up, right? Like, in terms of like quality, yeah, it, they're they're hysterical. Yeah, they, they, you know, they still have relevance. Sure, but like, and if if you gave them to people who didn't, you know, who who don't understand basically like the the cultural context and like the person Bill Cosby, like what he did, yeah, like I think they'd enjoy them. But then the second you're like, and you know, he was his rapist. Oh God! If you like. Oh, uh, that would be like the cruelest game to play on people and be like, "Oh, you're really enjoying that, huh?" That's sort of what happened to all of us. I think that's yeah, why we that's feel true. so Several years so later. much animosity about it. I know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, you're right. I w- I wouldn't want to listen to or or watch that person's stuff. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, in psychology they call that. There's like they call it congruence. It's yeah. it's like the things that you do don't match up with the things that you sort of feel inside. Yeah. And so like, or, you know, and even like the, our perception of people, you know, is different now that something else has happened. Now, what if like, what's your like favorite Christmas movie of all time? Christmas movie of all time. Uh, elf. Elf. Yeah. Elf. That's top. I think at at least of like the modern ones. I I loved, uh, is it, is it, it's wonderful life. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Clarence. Uh, it's very different. Yeah, it's like a very different movie from something like Elf. But like, if it turned out that Will Ferrell was like a serial killer, <laughs> would you still would you still watch Elf? No, probably not. I guess I probably wouldn't either. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Although I, a serial killer, maybe. Explain. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh eh, maybe not. Yeah, I, I think like bad. there there is some there's like a there's something in me that would be curious of like wanting to see if it played out in any of the roles. So like Will Ferrell, it's like yeah, I don't see serial killer in Will Ferrell, right? Like mm. I, I might it, you know he's like such a super nice guy, and I know I do he's not a... want to say anything mean about him. I know, don't. <laughs> but <laughs> can you figure out a way to not? That's your challenge this week. But don't let's say, say a mean he thing committed crimes killer. against children. <laughs> oh God, not hey. Not pedophilia. I'm talking more like just like stealing things from kids, like at a supermarket. 
<laughs> Let's just say that. Let's say Will Ferrell, still a really great guy to most people, but anytime he sees a kid with a wallet, a, he just yeah pulls that wallet out of their hand. You know, the ice away. cream cone they're licking, he just slams it onto slams the ground. Slams on the ground, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's his crime against children. It's stealing candy from Thank babies and, and throwing ice cream cones <laughs> on the ground. Hey, kid, can I have that gum? Thanks. Bye. Boom. Uh, right out of their mouth. <laughs> right out of their mouth. Spit it out. Spit it out. Yep. Spit it. And then he chews it. Ugh. Right, in, right in front of ABC. Oh yeah, uh, but okay. So so let's let's say I find that out about Will Ferrell. Like I'm gonna go through his movie archives and mm-hmm. and try to figure out like were there any hints mm-hmm. about this in any of the movies? Like did he make weird jokes about it in interviews? Did this come up? Like mm-hmm. was it was like the writing on the wall somewhere? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know for for someone like the cause like. There were accusations like previously, but then really? they, were sort of, they were buried. Yeah, oh, and and that's that's like the case with a lot of these, yeah. like a lot of this stuff. It's like yeah. people come forward and then they get silenced, right? And um, it's and like, then later on, too many people come forward, and then something? yeah, and yeah. then you know, and and a lot of it now is like you know, the internet as terrible as it is, it actually can be kind of good because it can yeah. unite some people together to right. actually come forward. Um, right, unites a lot of bad people, but also unites no. people of the common cause. Yeah, common problem. Hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, like looking at that, it was like, well, you know, this stuff came out earlier. It's probably true, you know. And it, and you know, it's like, yeah, that was the pattern. Was people had said it had happened, and it got pushed under the rug. And, right, and some of it was probably like, come on, it's Bill Cosby. Right, nah, he's Doctor Huxtable. He's got his Cosby sweater. I don't know. I don't know what. You don't know. I don't know like Cosby anything sweater. about Cosby. Uh, he wore ugly sweaters on his shows. It's like big, okay. big fluffy, ugly patterns. Was he a doctor? Yeah. Okay, I didn't. Doctor Huxtable. Doctor Huxtable. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think he might have been a psychologist in the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm not positive what kind of doctor he was anymore. Uh, okay. Man, I really don't know anything about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Or stand up, right? I know the Jello commercials. <laughs> That's what, that's what I got. <laughs> that's my Bill Cosby reference in Jello commercials. Either way, it's irrelevant because... So, yeah. So, you wouldn't... Would there be any... Anyone who... You know, like, let's say Opeth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> the members... Opeth, the Swedish progressive death metal band. Yeah, let's yeah. just say the members of Opeth on, a, on an American tour decided to, to run an old lady off the road in a fit of rage. You know, I mean, that, if it was like a, it, that would be a horrible thing, obviously. But well, like, if it was like an isolated is she dying, really. Well, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> how old are we talking? She like one foot in the grave. What's her uh, death clock? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> if, <laughs> but like, it would be if someone did something that would still be horrible and whatever. Yeah. But if it was like, you know, people get enraged and mm-hmm. this one thing happens, and they do a stupid thing, and they were just like they flipped out. And they accidentally did it or something like that. That's one thing. I mean, if they were like serial car murderers, right. that would be a big bummer. And I would feel really weird about this tattoo on my arm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess I would stop listening to their music probably if it turned wow. out they were like murderers. But if they, I mean, there's a, there's actually a band I, I still listen to. Oh, and this is making me reevaluate them. The lead singer is this uh, like kind of a deathcore band or something like that um, called As I Lay Dying. And the lead singer put a hit out on his wife. 
What? And they found out about it. They were actually like a like a super Christian band and stuff too. And he ended up just like falling out of it and like just getting into not not even necessarily into drugs. He got like super, really onto testosterone, testosterone, mm. <laughs> testosterone, testosterone, uh, and steroids. Yeah, testosterones. And uh, apparently, after the fact, they think that that caused a lot of his like misjudgment stuff. He was just like super angry all the time, mm. and his mind was kind of muddled. But obviously, he still put a hit on his wife so he still went to jail and stuff like that That's and crazy. obviously something of it that was in him um but i do still listen to them but now i feel weird about it but the rest i mean like it's sort of crappy for the rest of the band too though right like the rest mm-hmm. of the band are just like stand-up guys and they probably knew he was getting kind of like aggressive or whatever but they probably i'm sure they didn't know hopefully that he put a hit out on his wife or that their their relationship was in that kind of way yeah and so for you to stop <clears> listening to, the, to them because of that dude it's sort of unfair to all these other artists in the mm-hmm. band. Like, I mean, he, I think he wrote the lyrics and he sang the music, but like they wrote the songs. And so, yeah. What do you do in that case? And then like, yeah, with a movie, there's lots of other people in that movie that you're kind of kicking to the curb now. But in that case, yeah, it's, uh, Oh, Beth, please don't drive a woman off the road. Right. Unless she's real, real old. Yeah. <laughs> it's she's gotta okay. She's got to be definitely very feeble. Yeah. Well, and also like probably more of a danger to be on the road. Yeah. And so they're almost doing everybody else a favor by driving her off the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Sweden, there are no laws about, about murder. Well, so. in Sweden, there are no roads. There are no roads. Everybody flies around on dragons. Yep. It's true. And white walkers. Yeah. They just hop on their shoulders. Oh boy. Do you ever watch quantum leap? Uh, I think we've talked about this and now have we? No, we haven't. Okay. We talked about Stargate. We never talked about Quantum Leap on this, and I don't think we've ever talked about Stargate on this either. Episode three, the Kevin Bacon episode, the lost, the lost case of the lost bacon, <laughs> the pound of the lost bacon. Uh, we talked about Stargate. I think so. Right. I think we've talked about Stargate. So tell me about Quantum Leap. No, it's just like every episode. He says, "Oh boy, oh boy." Yeah, before he like he leaps into a new body and it's like he looks in the mirror and it's like I'm a woman this time. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. That's what women sound like. Oh boy. <laughs> That's right. They oh, sound oh like old timey oh, dudes. Oh well. <laughs> they sound like Mickey Mouse. Oh boy. It's pretty good Mickey Mouse. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh yeah, no it's uh it's what I think of every time anyone says oh boy. <laughs> and there's so few people I know who watch Quantum Leap, so I'm well, all alone. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> He's doing a little improv. There. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not committed to this. No, you're not. Uh, but yeah. So how how do you uh, how do you approach? We, we talked a little bit about you know things things that we've been invested in and reasons to potentially turn away from mm-hmm. them or um, disassociate. Super from bummer them. reasons. Yeah, yeah, kind of stinks. Uh, how do you how do you develop good habits? Do them. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that the final word? I mean, it, it's it, the funny thing about habits to me mm-hmm. is that they're actually super easy. It just you have to take like the first step, essentially. And you it's very easy to forget that you're not doing them for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, wow, I totally lost that habit. And here's how I get back on it. Because I mean... It's, uh, I don't know what the definition of a habit is, actually, but I was about to say what I think the definition of a habit is is just essentially doing something over and over again on a daily basis. But there's a book called The One Thing where they, they looked at studies about how long it takes to create a habit 
and um, the average is like 60 something days, 66 days or something like that. So as long as you do a thing for that period of time, it becomes essentially part of you. And we're, Mm -hmm. we're unconsciously creating habits every single day by doing something over and over again. For instance, you know, snoozing your alarm in the morning, you snooze your alarm every morning. That is a habit you have developed. It's just, you did it unconsciously. So if you want to develop a habit and you want to do something consistently, you just do it over and over again, consciously. And at, at some point, it's weirder for you not to do that thing than to do it. Huh. So that'd be like a bad habit. What snoozing? Yeah, I guess if you like it, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I would consider it a bad habit. Do you have any bad habits? Do I have any bad habits? Boo. Uh, yeah, lots of them. Uh, social media is a bad habit I've redeveloped recently. Huh. Where like I look at my, I like I go through. I went through a period where for about a year. I would only look at social media for 15 minutes a day at a specific time of day. Like, I think it was like one o'clock. I'd be like one o'clock, pick up your phone or don't, but this is when you're looking at social media and at one fifteen you stop and it was Twitter and Facebook. Just like zoom, zoom, go through them. Wow. And in some ways you almost actually can get more enjoyment out of it that way because then it's not like lots of little drips Hmm. social media throughout the day. You like hit it. Everything that happened since yesterday is there. You look at it, you respond to some of it and you're done. And then the next day you get more, but now I'm back on this like, Anytime I have downtime, as well as anything on Facebook, yeah, little drips, little drip, drip, drips yeah. of social media, and uh, so that's that's a bad habit I have right now. You have any you? more? Do <laughs> you want to just go through all my bad habits? <laughs> I I got rid of my snooze bad habit a long time ago. Oh, how'd you do that? I put my alarm across the room, huh. and uh, I also kind of like. I don't I'm not consistent about this actually but uh try to just think at night like I'm going to get up when my alarm goes off so I walk over to it I hit off and I just stand there for a second until I like get out of my groggy head and then I start doing my stuff so and I just it took me a while it took me a little while but walking across fully across the room you know it's like seven feet or something so I walk across pick it up say I'm done and then even if I if I think to myself like there has to be a reason for me to go back to bed. So if like I wasn't Um, thinking the night before I set my alarm too early and I got like five hours of sleep and I'm like, I don't even need to be up for another two hours. Why am I doing this? (laughs) Then it's like, okay, maybe I will go back to bed in that case. But on most days it'll just be like, I'm up. Let's do this. Right. Well, in that case too, it's not a snooze. It's more. It's really like I'm, Oh, I just missed. I shouldn't have set my, it was just dumb that I set my alarm at this time. I just wasn't thinking. Do you think like some of, the the success that you've had in that comes from being aware and making like active decisions about it ahead of time yeah definitely okay yeah the more i mean the more i can uh, make a decision ahead of time i mean it's it's like will right like willpower um they say and there have been studies and stuff about how willpower is almost like a resource that you have and you Mm -hmm. lose it throughout the day and any pre-decisions you can make don't weigh on your willpower it's kind of like making a habit right if you make a habit and you, it's automatic that you do it, you're not really utilizing any willpower in your day to do that thing. So if the habit is like, I don't eat that cookie at two o'clock mm. when I'm feeling hungry, like I never do that. I instead reach for a piece of broccoli or something. It's not like you're making a decision like, oh, I'd really love a cookie, but I'm going to eat this broccoli instead. It's right. just like, I eat broccoli. <clears throat> and so your yep. willpower stays up. And it's the same thing getting up in the morning. Like first, I mean, it's like your first act of will in the morning. <laughs> if you If you're not in a place where you don't automatically hit snooze, you're using willpower to to say no. But if yeah. you're just automatic and I just hit snooze and I'm up and I just like reach into my drawer and, you know, put on my train conductor hat that I wear every morning yep. when I brush my teeth, uh, then... So you're an engineer. 
because I'm an I'm an image yeah. engineer, and uh, so then I that's that's not a piece of willpower that I've used. But for someone else um, mm. who does snooze, that's your first willpower hit of that day. So yeah. you're already depleting it when you start. So I think the diet component of it is is something that's interesting too. Like there's there is like a difference between like I can't eat that or yep. I don't eat that. Right. Um, like. Yeah, because one is is a decision that's sort of made in the moment. It's like, hey, do you want this cookie? Oh, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. Right. It's like, hey, do you want this cookie? Oh, I don't eat cookies. Oh, but I saw you eating cookies like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. But I'm not eating that right now. Mm. Like, I don't I don't eat that now. And that's, I mean, that's a pre-decision. Yeah. Right? Like someone's like, oh, do you want a cookie? And you're just like, nah. Nah. I don't because I just Because I decided this morning when I woke up that I wasn't going to have any cookies today. Or, you know, I decided... That would be the hardest time. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that that first day when someone you're offers you a cookie. Snooze. You try Yeah, I had to hit snooze. Someone offered me a whole box of cookies. <laughs> I have all this meth. Oh, man. Yeah. What am I going to do with my what day? What do? What do? <laughs> what do? What do, indeed. But, yeah, I mean, like, a diet is kind of a form of, of pre-decision, though. Yeah. It's hard at first. And then it, like, you know... Well, like, we're doing Whole30, right? Yeah. And, uh it makes not eating bad things way easier. It does. And well, part of it too is cause it's so well defined. Yeah. It's like here, here are all the things you can't eat. It's right. like, Oh, I try to think of a, a, a thing that I enjoy that I can eat. Oh, let's see. Fruit roll ups. Nope. Can't eat that. Has mm-hmm. sugar in it. Uh, uh, black beans and rice. Nope. Can't eat that. No grains, no legumes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, rice. it just makes, it makes those decisions a lot easier because it's yeah. very, it's incredibly binary. So black and white. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, this is super easy. But when I'm, you know, throughout the course of like my normal eating schedule, if I'm like trying to eat healthy, it's like, well, you know, I probably shouldn't have those cookies, but pretzels are a healthy snack. <laughs> I'm going to have some pretzels instead. And then I eat the pretzels and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll just have a cookie now. It's like not oh, only yeah, have I drug. also had the cookie, but I've had <laughs> pretzels. And if it's Friday, forget about it. Because now Saturday, it's like uh, you're going to be like, in like cheesecakes and pizza and yep. stuff. And then by Sunday, you're just it's just straight lard. Train wreck. <laughs> you're just putting your pound of bacon and <laughs> muffins. Yeah. Oh, man. Pound uh. of bacon and muffins. It's so funny how skewed my thoughts on food have become. Because at this point, like a pretzel mm-hmm. to me is like not good for you at all. Huh. Ever. And really? that's so dumb. See, I don't I don't I don't think about it in those terms. Like right now I'm just not eating pretzels, but like I don't know. I could I could eat a pretzel. But like I could I could eat it. Sure. I, like, I mean I would choose a soft pretzel over like Oh yeah, like a big, like warm soft pretzel. Salt like and a mustard. Yeah, mustard. Oh yeah. There's a good pretzel place downtown, <laughs> not that I've ever been there. They also have beer, it's good. Uh, but Yeah. I, oh, what's that place called? Uh Tied Up in Knots. No. Oh, maybe that's one, but there's no, like one kidding. that's got like uh, sausage sandwiches, brats, and pretzels and stuff. It might be, yeah, it might be that one. Malted, it's, it's like Malted near Kennedy Plaza. Malt, yeah, yeah, Malted Barley. Yeah, yeah. Street. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was oh, enjoyable. Yeah. I, I liked it. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would rather eat a pretzel like that than just mm. like a box of what is it, like Golds or something like that. Yeah, Snyder's. Snyder's Golds are pretty good though. Snyder's Golds. Snyder's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the classic sourdough pretzel. But like. I mean, to me, it's like, it's, it is, again, it's very skewed. This is a very like diet minded kind of perspective on things. So I recognize that that's, there's value in lots of things, but what, like, what is the nutritional value in a pretzel? Not really anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you can't really justify a pretzel aside from just like, it tastes good. And it's like yeah. 
fine to eat as a snack sometimes snack. but like it's relatively low calorie eat, and low fat like yeah. i think that's how they but if you just like eat it every day it's like what are you doing yeah. i don't know so get, get a bag of baby carrots come on that baby i actually love eating baby carrots they're delicious i guess we're like three weeks into a whole 30 at this point so like we haven't eaten bad food but i think the major topic in like the first six or seven episodes of our <laughs> podcast was legitimately eating <laughs> the donuts <worst>. biscuits fried <laughs> chicken <laughs> There's other stuff we've eaten too, right? Oh, like yeah, can- gummy candies, gummy candies, uh, yeah. drinking, blatant drinking on air, right? Eating like probably people didn't even necessarily know this, but just eating spoonfuls of peanut butter. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's true. That, that was our snack. Yeah, yeah. And so. now I'm talking about how mm, people shouldn't eat pretzels every day. Just eat seven donuts, <laughs> <laughs> then die slowly inside. Eat a baby carrot. Yeah, uh, we're hypocrites. We're gonna. Anyways, what's your bad sure. habit? Um, I bite my fingers. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do yeah. pretty bad, right? Yeah. I and I like right now. I have one, two, three band aids on my Jeez. fingers. Jeez. Yeah. Those are from biting your fingers. Just to end. Just today. Like I don't know. So, I, I tend to uh, have like work related anxiety. Yeah. Um. That's and, how you get it out. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like when I'm, when I'm like really engaged in something. And like, truly, you know, focused on it. Like, I, I, I might like chew on a finger, like while I'm doing it, and mm. not notice it. Mm. And that's like that's like a certain state of anxiety. But then there's like the kind where it's like if I'm jumping between multiple things or like trying to like get my mind around something that's like too big a problem to solve. Um, that that like bubble of anxiety builds up and like i just start like gnawing on my fingers and Jeez. like yeah it's it's kind of and i mean part of it too it's like it's kind of gross right um yeah i mean people you know, don't people cuts, don't cuts on my hands from like the fact that i've like Wait, so you gnaw on your actual fingers yeah yeah, yeah. you it's don't not do like it on your nails nope it's like my uh my nail beds like the tips of my fingers Jeez. the calluses like yeah. the uh the grooves yeah uh i got some advice for you stop <laughs> listen i said i had advice for you <laughs> how would i'm interested i'm kind of interested like because that's mm. i mean it's a, kind of a different type of habit you know than uh obviously there's like unconscious habits you do that are not like actively harmful but like sort of harmful to the quality of your life i guess mm-hmm. you know like i think i would consider honestly i would consider snoozing to be kind of that it's like the yeah you know there's just a certain mindset to that but something like that like a stress-related one is, I think, probably much harder to get rid of because yeah. it's, it's triggered by a thing versus just being a thing that you do. And I'm not, I'm not actually like, so I'm chewing my fingers, mm. but my the source of anxiety isn't actually on my hands, right? I'm not like, oh, so you need to chew your coworkers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta. <laughs> if I just had another hand to chew, that's true. I'd be fine, and so then my coworkers' hands would be all bloody. Yeah, Ooh. but you know what they say: don't chew the hand that feeds you. That's true. Don't bite the hand that feeds. Nope, I think it's chew. Who's who sang that? Who sang that? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, someone's saying it, but Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that is Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he made it up though. <laughs> For sure, came yeah, before him. True. Probably came from the Bible, ancient wisdom. Yeah, uh, or it came from like. Maybe somebody said that to like a horse once, right? Because like you're the giving that feeds. That's right. Because you're like you're hitting your hand in a horse and apple. He gets a little excited mm-hmm. and he takes a bite out of your. Well, but that person's digits. dumb because you got to offer it to the horse with a flat hand. 
You know a lot about horses. I know a lot about horses. They're a magnificent, I mean, beautiful you've, creature. You've shown the one thing you know, but to me, that's like one more thing than I know. I saw mm-hmm. this video the other day. This dude was like trying. He was like petting a horse's face, but it was just some horse in the field. Yeah, he like full on bit his forearm. The horse like a hundred percent wrapped his mouth around this guy's arm and bit down, and he was like, ah, and just ran away. Uh, and that. He don't bite the forearm. The don't bite either. the forearm. Although I think it's like don't bite the forearm that pets your nose. Yeah. I don't think that rolls horses, off the tongue. They love sugar like. cubes and they love apples. I hear like this is horse wisdom. This yep. is our new yeah our new segment. Horse wisdom with Steve yeah. Carroll. Horses are great. Uh, tell me some other things about horses. I once rode a horse. Okay. Yep. I did too, but you know I don't like to brag about it like yeah, some people do. It, uh, it it threw me off, so then I never rode again. Did you actually get thrown off? You yeah. didn't. Yeah, no, I was no. like I was like eight years old. What? It's my first time riding a horse. <laughs> I grew up, I loved horses. I had like a stuffed animal horse. Oh, I no. had like horse books. I was like That's the so horse sad. girl. You were like the horse, the horse girl. girl. You know the horse girl? Like, everyone grew up with a horse girl in their grade. Okay. Where it's like the girl who who loves horses, loves naming the horses, imagines one day she's gonna grow up and have a, a, a big piece of land and a horse and Wear like cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. It's horse girl <laughs> and be it, but she, and be a cowboy. I mean, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and and so I was I was the proverbial horse girl of, <laughs> you were the horse of my girl grade class. until oh man yeah until I got I got thrown off the horse. Who's the talking horse? It's Mister Ed. Mister Ed, Ed threw me. Oh man, yeah, he's like, what do you say to you, buddy? <laughs> get off my back. Like I never want to see you here again. <laughs> but then Gumby came and and Pokey too, and you rode Pokey around. They comforted me. What did you do after he threw you off the horse? I feel like that must have shattered your horse love. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I he was freaked out. There were like some barrels, I guess, in the pen <laughs> that, that, that he didn't like. You don't, I mean, not everybody knows this, but horses are terrified of barrels. Yeah. Well, this one had I don't know some sort of PTSD and right. with these barrels was the explanation in a gave. barrel. Yeah. So then I, I they got me on a different horse and that horse was fine, but. I didn't ride a horse again after that. And it was because of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. I yeah. feel like like that was a missed opportunity. Well, yeah, I, maybe. Like maybe you could have, like today, maybe instead of working some dumb job doing UX, you could just be riding horses around. You could be a horse a girl. You could be a horse girl. You could be a, a real live horse girl. <laughs> God. I could have horse feet and a, and a woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> you, what you're describing is a, a centaur, I guess, <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, I it's true. Anyway, wow, I, I, that took me down such like a fanciful path in my brain. I've yeah. I just want to know more. But and you that's know, why you horses know so much about too. Horses. They also have to. They also have to file down the hooves. Like, do they actually like toenails? Yeah. How do they do it? Do they rub against rock or something? Long. Yeah. Well, no, they they actually do it when they put the horseshoes on. The horseshoes. Well, I know humans hooves, do it, <laughs> but yeah, they have to file them down. But like, how does a horse do it in the wild? Well, like you know, like. Just, it does its thing. I think horses just in the course of their active life eventually just get so long they just die. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when we ride them, we tend to ride them more than they'd actually be active out in the wild. And it, does it, and uh, it would like if we rode them without shoes, I think like if we weren't wearing shoes and we ride them, I don't think that would affect them very no, much. They call that barefoot, uh, riding them barefoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, uh, you know, if, if you were to ride a horse around without, you know, the horse didn't have shoes on and you rode them too hard, too yeah. fast, I think you'd break them. Huh. Yeah. I don't actually know for sure, but I think he'd hurt his little horsey feet. 
<laughs> and and thank you everybody this has been horse wisdom with steve carroll <laughs> yeah. anyway so yeah you're uh you're you know stressed. who had a lot of horses king solomon did he let me talk to you about a little little ancient wisdom in the book of ecclesiastes now king solomon was the wisest man ever ever in the history of the world and king solomon had he tried everything he had all the habits all the habits all the habits he tried women he tried fine wine he tried fine dining he had all the money he built all the temples and all the things he he was the richest Mm -hmm. most wise man in the world and you know what he said everything is meaningless without a horse in your life Clearly, he had never fed a horse a sugar cube. <laughs> he never had. Because once that little, that lovely, soft horse tongue mm-hmm. just laps that sugar cube just out of your, <laughs> yeah, out of your palm, mm-hmm. you're a changed man at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you got, uh, you got all a point, the king's Mr. concubines Habits? and all the king's men could have put King Solomon back together again. <laughs> what are you getting at? I don't, I think he fell off a wall and broke. I do remember that part. Yeah. He had all that yolk come out. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> and put that on the pile of gross things I've said on this podcast. Yep, uh, thou shalt not be unequally yoked. That's where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, we're going to get to your... We're going to get to the habit of your hand. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. Like, what? Mm. I mean, if you want to, sure. What What do you think you could do to stop? Um, Well, well, I I mean, I think you could choose something else to focus your stress mm -hmm. on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. I I don't think it's like an oral fixation thing. Sure. Um, Because like we've been talking for you know an hour, and I haven't bitten my fingers. Sure. And like when I'm at, you know, I've never, I don't think I've ever even seen yeah, you. When we're at fingers. the gym, I don't do it. It It is like, it's a, it's a, there's a certain like threshold of like stress or anxiety. And mm. and sometimes like stress is good and anxiety is actually good and helpful. Mm. Like it actually helps you to get work done because it, it produces a sense of urgency. Sure. And like, it's, I mean, it's the thing that helps like fight against procrastination, et cetera. But, yeah. um, I think like there's, there's like a certain point where like work for me spikes it and like Sunday nights thinking about work mm. like that tends to get into that cycle. Okay. Like Monday and Tuesday during the week, I tend to be like extra, a lot of biting my fingers. And then as the week sort of tapers and I get like more in the, the groove of it, that happens less. And then the weekend it's like hardly at all. Uh, well, that's good. And then so you, do you, you still do it like on the weekend stuff, even if you're not working every now and again. Yeah. But like, and sometimes so it's like, it's related to like, Hmm, I'm setting up this new coding environment or, you know, like a personal project and I'm yeah. like fretting about it. Like on Saturday I was doing something. I forget exactly what, but I was like I was reading a lot of pitchfork music reviews. For some reason I was just like ripping my fingers apart. <laughs> what is pitchfork? I'm pitchfork not. is like uh it's a music online music publication based in Chicago mm. that does just reviews and features about music album and you're getting worried for your favorite artists i guess so i don't know like (laughs) what it was but i think like part of it is like in the back of my head i was like looking to start some sort of creative project but Mm -hmm. i was doing that as like a procrastination thing yeah yeah and so like the i see so the procrastination maybe more so the stress of 
wanting to do something and not knowing really what I wanted to pursue at that moment, whether it was like play guitar, work on a new like design thing or Mm -hmm. like start a coding project. Have you ever Um, thought like, uh, have you ever used affirmations at all? Uh, like I know we've talked about affirmations a tiny bit before, but you know, it was okay. So two things, two things that have actually been super helpful and then maybe we'll get to affirmations is uh we're definitely gonna get to affirmations whatever you want we're gonna get to affirmations if we don't get to affirmations i'm I'm gonna sick a horse on you he's gonna play both your four i'm a good boy and i'm gonna get to my affirmation i'm gonna affirmate well we get we'll talk about affirmations a little bit Uh, i don't don't necessarily agree with the like i am a thing affirmation i have courage Mm, i don't necessarily Uh, agree with that yeah hey I do have courage. I'm telling you, I'm you like, don't. You I'm coward. like a young Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise, Jar Jar. Ugh, don't bring him back. Mm. <laughs> All right. So uh, the two things that have been helpful. One, uh, in combination, they've been helpful. Uh, the first is is mindfulness, like Word. as part of a meditation practice. So okay. like when entering into a meditation practice, like the first step before meditating is to basically express your intent. Mm-hmm. for what you want to get out of meditating that day. So sure. when, when I was doing a daily meditation I mean, that's practice, one form of doing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, that's that's, what that's that a was. good way for you. Um, so for me, when I was doing my daily practice, I'd meditate for about 10 minutes or so, 15 on the weekends, because I had a little more time. Sure. But my my mindset going into it is I'm going to spend this 10 minutes not biting my fingers. Mm. And it was just something that I wanted to get out of that 10 minutes to where it's like, I want to go 10 minutes without doing this. I'm going to focus on my breath. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mindful of my thoughts as they come, my feelings as they come, observe them non-judgmentally, et cetera. But like my goal for this time is to not bite my fingers. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, reinforcing that over and over again and seeing the fact that I could focus on something else and have that be constructive and a deterrent was like, was one Avenue that helped me not do it like throughout the course of the normal day. And the second was during that whole period, I was actually like putting stuff on my fingers daily that like tasted terrible. Interesting. Like that like nail like biter stuff. Cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like those two things in concert, like the the mindful habit of actually like putting the stuff in my fingers and being aware of like I'm setting this up as a discipline plus the meditation were helpful. I've tried them both independently mm. and not as effective. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So the two things then were the mindfulness meditation and the putting stuff on your fingers. Yes. Huh. Yeah. The, the ritual, mm-hmm. right. You, and I guess like both of them are rituals, but like one is like a practice and then the other is, is actually like kind of a actual deterrent. Yeah. Not just a mindset thing. Yeah. Because it would remind me, um, you know, of the decision that I'd made. Like it would kind of bring me back. Like anytime I'd put my hand in my mouth and I taste that taste. Yeah. Yeah. I would be reminded that I had decided that day for 10 minutes or 15 minutes not to bite my fingers. Sure. So that ended up being helpful. The thing is, with good habits, for some reason, they stop sometimes. <clears throat> so like for me, the thing that actually replaced that practice was like going to the gym. Most yeah, see, so... Yeah, the gym's been a problem for me for that kind of stuff, too, <laughs> honestly. Uh because the best time for me to go to the gym is in the morning, but the best time for yeah. me to do things like affirmations and meditation and all that stuff is also in the morning. Yeah. I can't, I don't really necessarily have time for both. Cause I also want to get like sleep, which I used to sacrifice to be able to do everything. And I don't like doing that anymore. So yeah, I hear you. I mean, good habits are hard to keep up if you don't have a place to do them. Mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest problem. 
So that's kind of a bummer then. So you're yeah. having an effective practice and going to the gym kind of killed that a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's replacing one thing for another, and I I think like at least where I am now in my life, yeah, like the gym's important. I can bite my fingers. The gym is not uh, something that I, I I readily want to give up right now. Sure. Yeah, I feel the same way. But yeah. I do need to find another place to do those things though. I kind of like fit them in where I can. Hmm. Enemy affirmations are pretty easy to do. Yeah. So it's what's kind of that? What's like the time commitment and the practice? What's that look like? Uh. I usually, it doesn't take me more than like five minutes. Uh, I have a list of them in an Evernote and mm. uh, I just say them out loud mm. in the morning. And usually I, I try to do them at night too, uh, but usually I'll just do them in my head or something or read them in my head just because usually at night I'm in like bed with Nicole or something like that. And I just be like, ah, this is my affirmation and I'm talking next to you. And she's like, oh, well, Jamie's crazy again. <laughs> uh, so like th- that's pretty easy to do. Uh, some amount of visualization is pretty easy. I usually try to do exercise, but I get that done anyway. But, you know, meditation stuff has definitely taken the biggest hit, I think. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, essentially, <clears throat> what you were doing in your meditation was kind of a an affirmation of sorts. Hmm. Like deciding not to... Deciding that you weren't going to do a thing that you thought was, like, negative and committing to that mm-hmm. is, is kind of like an affirmation. Because I think affirmations are more useful when you, when you have something to back them up and you're not just, like... Like, there's a lot of affirmations out there that are, like... I'm I'm rich and I'm strong and like blah 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 and it's like if you aren't actually that thing you're not doing anything to work towards that your your subconscious is going to kind of be like no you're not, nah, you're not really though no, right not. it's kind of like I had some affirmations I was doing before I did <clears throat> this improv show I did recently hmm. and if I hadn't been doing improv up until that point it wouldn't have made me feel any better because we're like, I can do this improv mm. show. Like, why can you, you never did improv before. Like, it's not magic. You're not going to just be <laughs> able to do it. So, uh, it has to be based on something. It has to have a feeling of progression. Like you're going towards something or if you, I mean, if you're already really good at something, you say like, I'm good at it and I, I keep doing these things to be better at. That's fine. But if it's like, I don't bite my nails. Well, I do. I'm gonna, but like I'm working towards not biting my nails, you know, right. that kind of thing. And you just like reinforce it every single day then it just kind of i mean if you if you did that for 150 days straight mm-hmm. like i'm working towards not biting my nails when i go to bite my nails i will notice it like that kind of right. thing it's gonna have some effect on you it's almost impossible for it not to it's just kind of like weaved into the fabric of your mind at that point so yeah but i think i think for me it was problem. like it was legitimately probably five or six days that you did straight yeah. oh before you started before noticing it. i started yeah before like it was like oh i'm, I'm no longer doing this like, yeah that's awesome. It was really, yeah. How long do you think you did it for? Total. Uh, probably like three to five weeks. Roughly. Okay. So it wasn't a super long period. It was a decent amount of time, but yeah. I, ma- I imagine if you did it for like four or five months, that'd have a pretty big impact. It would oh, be yeah. harder for that to fall off. Yep. Three to three to five weeks. Like you can kind of fall off that a little easier. We're done. I think we're done. Now, oh, do you got anything else? I don't know uh, what else there is. Yeah. We'll put the King Solomon stuff probably some point in there <laughs> you tried <laughs> you is. really tried to ensnare oh, me in your king's Island story and i was like i'm not doing this uh yeah. i kind of i kind of want to know what your what your point was maybe getting at there was no point okay you were just like he had habits <laughs> they were bad ancient wisdom ancient wisdom ancient wisdom how do we get out of that? i feel like we gotta pull the ripcord yeah Ooh. it's so hard to say goodbye it is so hard to say goodbye yeah